What's up, Toasties? Movie Toaster Adam here, and welcome to episode 169 of Movie Toast News and Reviews. If you're a fan of Babylon 5, prepare yourself for a toasty episode. That's right, we're going to give you all things Babylon 5 this episode. First up, we're going to give you a clip of episode 168 where we explain what Babylon 5 is and give an in-depth review of Babylon 5, The Road Home. After that, we're going to give you an exclusive interview that I had at San Diego Comic-Con this year with the film's director, Matt Peters. After that, we're going to talk to the writer of the film, but more importantly, he's the creator of Babylon 5 himself, Mr. J. Michael Straczynski. So prepare yourself for the most toasty episode yet, and let's play that theme song. It's the Movie Toasty Show. Here for you, Dennis and Adam joke about orgasms and sweet movie reviews. We talk about TV too, right? I, I think so. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah! Yeah! Movie toast. There's a uh, movie that just came out on digital and Blu-ray. Um... The movie is Babylon 5, The Road Home. I was there. I was there. At the dawn of the third age. This is an Interstellar News Network special report. Two years after winning the Shadow War, Captain John Sheridan, president of the Interstellar Alliance, is leaving Babylon 5 for what many expect to be the last time. I don't need an Interstellar Alliance. You're my universe, Dylan. I love you. A friend of mine once said, the future is all around us, waiting in moments of transition to be born in moments of revelation. This is just such a moment. Fire this baby up. Oh, something's wrong. What kind of energy does this facility use? Tachyons. Oh, crap. Where the hell am I? Yes, I'm stuck in time. Moving between timelines, universal realities. The longer you stay out of your own timeline, the more you'll start sliding into parallel worlds. So how do I fix it? You have to get back to Babylon 5. Losing the Shadow War wasn't your fault. Wait, we lost the war? <gasps> On the positive side. At least we have a good view of the show, eh, Shadowdun? This is Babylon 5. We are under attack. Do you know what a last stand is? You just joined one. Activate destruct sequence. Destruct sequence? Are you feeling all right? This isn't just one of those I'm having a bad day things. I am totally in a mood to blow some stuff up. Everything ends. I'm not afraid. Bring it. John? Stay back! It's happening again. I'm coming unstuck in time. Zathras won, but no one listens to Zathras. You look like someone in need of a friend. Friend. So pretty much um, the, the the whole premise of Babylon 5. So, so first of all, Babylon 5 was like a sci-fi TV series that ran for like five seasons. Mm. You know, um, from 93 to 98. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So pretty much... Run. Yeah, I mean, it is from uh, you know for for sci-fi sci-fi shows back in the nineties. So <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, so it, that's not Star Trek. 
You know, true, true. It yeah. has like a modest budget, but still more than a regular show, but still not as much as like yeah, Star Trek would. Yeah, yeah. So, so pretty much like pretty much the uh, the whole uh, the whole premise of, of the show it just follows like uh, uh, a bunch of military staff and like alien diplomat uh, uh, diplomats that station on a space station called Babylon Five. Huh. And uh, what it is is that their main focus was just pretty much um, all about galactic uh, diplomacy and trading. So mm-hmm. it's, it's more it's more like like they come in peace, like kind of like they want to uh, um, kind of like reunite all the aliens, all the races together, pretty much, and like trade, nice. work, work well with each other. Like they don't want no war. They don't because it's pretty much it's after like the shadow wars, which uh, I'll, I'll mention. Like, that sounds in- scary. Yeah, it's but it doesn't involve shadows, so <laughs> just oh. well, that's uh, that's less scary. <laughs> less scary, <laughs> but um, but the the uh, the show was great. It it had a lot of inter- interesting characters, you know. It, obviously, both humans and aliens alike. Mm-hmm. You know? So, like m- many of the episodes, did focus on like kind of like you know ancient aliens, their like, race wars. You know, like anything, like anything about you know trading. So, like, it's it does got like it does sound kind of boring, and you know, sure, yeah, but <laughs> but I mean, it, it ran for five to like six seasons, so had to have something going for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, and so a lot of people that uh, you know, it, it was it's kind of like the same premise as Star Trek: Deep Space Nine because huh. is that the one with Whoopi Goldberg? Uh no she she cameoed in in, oh, wow. in it but in it but uh no no Whoopi Goldberg was mainly in the next generation oh okay uh, fuck but yeah but but uh Deep Space Nine had had kind of like had the same premise pretty much there were <laughs> a bunch of people like in a space station <laughs> so, that's all you need to know um, okay that's all you know but but the whole series uh you know was was great you know it it did contain like uh many episodes which is like uh it did contain about you know about uh leaving life like as an alien you know losing your family or lo- losing your home world so damn it did, it did focus that's rough. On that. you know it did focus like the aftermath of the shadow of the shadow wars um which uh in short um there were these alien uh, ancient alien creatures that that uh scientists accidentally uh uncover uh in a in a planet and once they uncover all they want to do is just destroy things so, mm, they kind of talk about that in the movie a little bit. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. They talk about about that in the movie, um, but that's just pretty much like the whole of the whole press of the whole like kind of like um, setup of the show. You know, set up the show. You know, I can go on and on, but it's like that's pretty <laughs> no, much no, all, please. You, all, all you need to know. Pretty much, you know, it does deal with like time travel and like all these techno bobble. You know, oh. that, that, that like Star Trek was known to. Uh, to, was known for so you know mm. it it did have like a lot of you know a, a lot of that but um yeah other than other than that 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 was just pretty much like the main like the main like the main focus so yeah it's nice. like yeah so it just like the whole story arc just is it sets between like it's actually the whole story arc pretty much span of like almost 10 years so damn yeah, it's so it's it's actually pretty cool, you know. It's it's pretty much in a future where like Earth like like Earth has like a, this awesome like unified government and they 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 they, they somehow got the technology <laughs> for like for like you know for like um traveling faster than than light, you know. Oh. Like going through 
wormholes and you know and it did focus on all alternate uh, alternate dimensions so which is which is uh kind of cool because when you watch the movie it does deal with that you know yeah yeah ultimate timeline timelines and like stuff like that but uh yeah that's just pretty much just just how like the um how the show pretty much uh nice the much how the show was was uh was pretty much about so but then again it's like when you watch the movie uh, it's like it it, it kind of tells you like the sh- like uh, like a synopsis like a yeah like, yeah there's like a robot happened. voice can't keep, keep catching out but not slocky but it's just like hey fuck you we know you don't know the show maybe yeah. and if yeah, you do yeah. know the show you, you'll listen to it again yeah but oh yeah but the i the uh, uh the movie just starts off like uh, it starts off after shortly after like a season five like the last season of the show mm-hmm. and it's it's just it's after like the it's after the end of the of the shadow war uh after they beat these uh these creatures and then uh john john sheridan the main uh the main guy you know he's yeah. now president you know oh. he's, he's, not, yeah, he's not president yeah he's not in charge of babylon five you know and he's he's Played by you know Bruce Boxletter, you know Tron himself. <laughs> so he's he's been in he's been in, in other stuff as well, but he's mostly known for Tron for being Tron. He has a familiar looking face. Yeah, he's, yeah, he has a familiar face, and you know, um, and I what I love about the movie is that is that it's just like he um, the way uh, he played that character because he he's been he played that character for four or five seasons plus like the, the direct direct to tv movies as well mm-hmm. so he knows that character very well and what i love about it is like he didn't half-ass his performance like he took it seriously yeah so it's like he never it's like he never um kind of like he never phoned it in yeah he never phoned it in. he never missed a beat it's like it's kind of felt like he took a season off break and all right let's play this <laughs> and, you know you know he, yeah. he was fantastic in it you know so but but anyway, so like, uh, but the but the movie just uh, just starts off. You know, it begins where he's he's president. You know, he's he's fi- he's leaving Babylon Five. Mm-hmm. You know, and the thing, uh, you know, and he's going to this planet called Minbar. You know, just to just to see. That's like, where his is his wife's home planet, or yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, to uh, it's not really his wife's home planet, but it's ah. like. Uh, it um he's it's just to uh just to check up on like the development of some like crazy interstellar like alliance you know mm. you know energy source you know and plus they want to start a new life with yeah with her so and and the thing and the thing is that when they're like they're there and they're celebrating like the new advanced like it's like a more advanced energy power system mm-hmm. um, what I love is there's a bit where he can't find his favorite socks. So it's like that was because he, he's like this is like the same blue socks, you know that I need. You know it, it's tradition. I just love how he can't find. It. He's 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 arguing with his wife. He's like and his wife is like you know uh, she's like she's like it's okay you know just wear any other socks, but he can't. Yeah. So that's kind of like uh, when the, that's the, like that starts off his own his his personality of how he was on the show. So, so they're like setting him up the way he used to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. The way he uh, he used to be. So, nice. Yeah. So and then um, what I love about the uh, about the uh, about the movie is that it 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 doesn't it, like it all like after that it just goes straight to pretty much the the main plot. There's no there's no like 
dialogue, unnecessary dialogue. Mm -hmm. Like most, it just kicks in. Just kicks in. It just starts off. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. What? Um, and then after that, you know, you know, they go check out, you know, like this new power source, and that's when he starts not feeling well. You know, Mm -hmm. kind of like having deja vu, glitching. Yeah, 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 he's. He's, he's, he's glitching and then uh, there's a and then he says oh this can't be happening again because uh, he uh, he has um, he has become unstable between sp- uh, time and space he has uh, been stuck uh, or unstuck in in a time loop oh so the this isn't the first time yeah this, this, this is not happened. the first time yeah it's not the first time so it's kind of funny for me saying like oh this I was like oh this is happening again uh, <laughs> you know I was like uh, because the thing is that he finds out that the power source that they use is the tachyons, and like tachyons is like it's what makes you know what makes things like un- unstable, and that's what happened mm. like in, in the original series. So he so he uh, he that's when he starts to like be more unstable, and he creates like a time bubble, and that's when he starts jumping between you know bet- uh, 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 time and space, and then that's when you. Get that's when he starts getting into all these uh, sh- uh, shenanigans. So yeah, yeah, and it's interesting. Like yeah, I, I mean, not knowing the show, but it kind of feels like a multiverse of mm-hmm. like different possibilities, and like he's seeing people he knows, and like in different time periods, and doesn't fully know how long he's gonna be there, and like he he knows how to fix what's happening, but he can't fully get it done because different circumstances, or he'll yeah, he might yeah. disappear. It's yeah, interesting. It, yeah, it, uh, what I like about about the entire time when he's kind of like, kind of like going through, through alternate. Because first, 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 he thinks he's just going, you know, to the past and to the future. Mm-hmm. So he finds out where, uh, he finds out that he's actually going into a alternate alternate timelines. Yeah, alternate timelines. And what uh, and what was great about 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 this movie is just that, you know, it shows you. Of things like alternate timelines of what happened if this, you know, if they didn't discover the alien race, or what happens if this happened, or you know, you see alternate versions of of other of other characters that that are in the show. So that was great if you're a fan of the show, or if you watch at least a couple of episodes or a couple of seasons, mm-hmm. you'll know that you'll know that 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 uh, you'll be familiar with these uh, these characters because the animation does a good job recognizing like who's who. Huh. So it doesn't look too far off from what yeah. they actually. Nice. Yeah. And that's the beauty of this being animated. Like these people have aged 20 something years oh, yeah, since the show yeah. and they, they can look fresh. They look fresh. Yeah. And you know, of course you know, like only like six of the original actors voiced mm. it because you know, that show's been off for about 20, pretty much 20, almost 25, 26 years. Jeez. And like, two you know two of the actors or like several actors passed away you know yeah yeah you know so it's like uh like for example there's a character there's a doctor character who when he first time jumps and he meets him and he time jumps you know into his classroom he's teaching, mm-hmm. you know he's voiced by by the awesome uh, uh phil lamar phil but, lamar yeah yeah but but the original actor he passed away like into like early in 2000 so but, oh wow yeah uh, same with um uh uh what is it um uh, jeffrey sinclair who who was the first pretty much captain mm-hmm. five you know you know uh the uh, the actor passed away in 2012 uh you know so it was good that they found somebody who kind of like sounds like him similar 
Yeah, so I thought it was I thought it was pretty great, but yeah, throughout, throughout the middle of like the movie, like you get all these like he goes he he jumps back in the past to me. He sees his dad. He jumps back into mm-hmm. a, he jumps back into when he took over Babylon Five, you know the yeah. you know, and then he and then he jumps he jumps back again where like the shadows like the creatures are overrunning Babylon Five, you know mm-hmm. and that's where he meets. You know, well, I mean, he, he he's already met Je- Jeffrey Sinclair, but not this alternate, you know, version. Oh, yeah, he doesn't know him, yeah. Yeah, so. he doesn't know him. And what I love about that is he tries to explain it because, you know, it's, it's kind of <laughs> odd. And, uh, uh, Jeffrey Sinclair, the uh, the character's like, yep, okay, cool. Uh, let's uh, fight off these uh, these aliens. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so yeah. I, I thought that was that was pretty funny. So, yeah, it's just that, uh, yeah, he just he jumps back and forth a lot. And just like the the whole the whole middle part of, of, of the movie, just it uh, had great action, you know, great dialogue. And when mm-hmm. he's jumping back, it shows it, you know, it shows um, from when he first, you know, you know, you know, it shows how how he, he gets to see his dad again. Yeah, he, I was gonna say, does he get to go back to Earth? It sounds like he's never really gone back to Earth no, from what yeah. I've inferred. Yeah, from the show, not really, because he's busy in in Minbar, that that planet where he's president, pretty much. Because hmm. oh, yeah. like I like not knowing the show, I'm like this seems kind of kind of like a tear jerking type of moment that he yeah. meets his dad on the day he becomes the captain, but his dad's like, oh, no time's passed, but for him, it's been years upon years. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and then it, it's just it's it's just crazy how um how like he starts jumping back, uh, you know, you know. Uh, back and forth through ultimate timelines. You know, there's even one where, where it's like, what is it? Uh, where it's, he jumps into the moment where like the crew, the, the, uh, the, the scientist crew are about to like uncover the actual, like the, the antagonist pretty much of, of the series. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I thought that was pretty cool because, uh, because, you know, we never really saw that in, 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 in the show. So, huh. Yeah, we 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 like they they would uh, show it and they would mention it a bunch of times, but never actually like see it. So interesting. Uh, yeah, but it was yeah, it's it, it was pretty cool. It's like um, there was one where where like he jumps into an alternate timeline where he like when he never he never really commanded uh, the uh, Babylon Five, you know? Huh. So, yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. Honestly, uh, um, that whole sequence just. Um, was actually was pretty fun to watch because it kind of showed you, like I said before, like kind of showed you, it's kind of what was like a what if a scenario. Mm-hmm. So, oh, that's that's not bad. So, as like a fan of the show, does it live up to like a regular episode? Is it like worth the twenty year wait? Or I, I <laughs> uh, it felt like a, for me, it felt like because like it was it was a little bit over. It was like an hour, it was like it wasn't even yeah. an hour and a half. It was a really short movie. Right. Uh, I feel like it. It was a long. I feel like it was like it could have been like a lost episode that that had like three parts. You know how like shows had mm-hmm. like three parts? the different acts. Yeah, with like commercials. <laughs> <laughs> so, but overall, it's like um, overall, like you know, like the like the whole show kind of like was. Uh, I I in my opinion, it felt like it was kind of like a reboot. Mm, mm, so that makes kinda, sense. It, yeah, it's for like like a reboot because you know I don't want to spoil anything. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler alert! You know, you know, yeah, to to different alternate realities. You know, um, in the end, you know, in, in the end, he goes to one where pretty much um, 
all the events of the show, the main premise of the show never happened. That that's kind of an interesting take, yeah. Yeah. So and that? I'm just like, huh, that's that's pretty interesting. So I wasn't sure if after this movie, if they're if they're gonna what spawn, could happen? Yeah, what, what could happen if they're gonna spawn like uh, a different like a another series? Because I know there were reports of 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 uh, Babylon Five getting rebooted for CW of all of huh. <laughs> uh, you know <laughs> you know I mean, them and their their sci-fi shows on the CW hot I scenes mean, and Battlestar <laughs> and Battlestar so I was just like uh, so um, I don't know so uh, I thought it was I thought it was kind of uh, I thought it was great you know uh, it did uh, it did have all these wacky characters. Um, I just wanted to know which ones, which one of like the characters is your kind of like that like, kind of like was not your favorite, but kind of like stuck out, stood out the most. Yeah, I, I was intrigued by like the weird creature who made like the time <laughs> divide. That guy seems yeah, interesting. Yeah, Everyone hated yeah. him. <laughs> Everyone hated him, but uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I forgot who who he played in the uh, uh, who who the actor was, but yeah, hmm. he was all uh, in the live action. He was in, in the show. He was all like made up. He looked just like him. Huh. And yeah, yeah, he was he, he was really annoying. <laughs> yeah, I, I like I like the lady who can like read minds. She seems oh, kind of yeah. cool. Oh yeah, she was, and then, she was great too. Then then I like the uh, that weird guy with the weird hat thing who's like drinking a mojito or whatever when the <laughs> yeah. world's ending. That guy yeah. seemed kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. they they seem like really interesting lived in characters, which was nice as as, as a non uh, follower of the show. Yeah, it's like. Um... Yeah, the uh, the, uh, the show was kind of known for having like wacky characters in the first place, so it was good. Yeah, to see that that they brought back uh, pretty much you know like the original characters in this in in this movie. So, hmm. which was which was great. So I was like, all right, cool. But yeah. I mean, overall, it's like um, like like the animation is 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 nice. It kind of reminded me of. Um, the animation for uh, you know for like because obviously it's Warner Brothers right so mm-hmm. it reminds me a lot of like the DC the new DCU like, yeah yeah movie, like, so, so if, you, if, you, if you like that style of an- animation then uh, then it, it, it's a perfect you know it's 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 perfect uh, a movie for you and if you're a fan of Batman Five you'll see a lot of like Easter eggs and a lot of, you know, stuff. They'd be like, Oh, cool. The, the, like, Oh, they call back to this thing. They call back to that, you know, um, mm-hmm. even, even if you're not a fan of, of the show, if you never heard of the show, maybe you even saw like one episode or I don't know, or, or a TV spot back in the day. <laughs> so, uh, I, I, I will still give this, uh, uh, give this movie a shot, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's it, it's a good movie just to sit down and watch. Be like, oh, okay, um, I'm I'm hoping it'll 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 create like new new fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that that's kind of I think their their hopes. Yeah, because currently it's not it's not streaming anywhere that I know. No, I know they just released. Uh, they offered to send me, but I'm like, ah, I don't have the time for that one. I guess I do. Uh, they just released the whole series on Blu-ray. Uh, oh, nice. So, okay. so you can get that. I think it dropped the week before this movie came out. So I think that Blu-ray and digital, I assume. So you can find it. You're just gonna pay for it. Sadly, at this point. Oh, uh, okay. But no, yeah. overall, overall, like, um, like the story uh the story didn't drag on too much you know nice. it was uh, for and it was, it was it was the perfect pace you know uh i think i think that's why i kind of felt like uh it had to be like over an hour an hour like yeah so cuz if it feels honestly it feels like more than an hour and a half there would have been a lot of stuff that that, that could have been like cut out cut. 
Yeah. Something like that. But um, overall, the 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 all the actors' performance coming going back playing like their original characters, you know, the ones who were still alive for what was great. And even like the new characters that voiced like older characters of actors who passed away were great as well. Um, yeah. Overall, it's just, uh, it was, it was, it was a pretty nice short, short fun flick. So if you, if you're into animation, if you're into sci-fi, mm-hmm. uh, into this weird, like weird, like alternate, timeline i know there's a lot of stuff that (laughs) like in the movie but like i kind of don't want to explain it all because yeah you don't want to spoil it i feel like i i feel like if you just watch it without like kind of like the main like like why he's he's why it's happening now why Mm -hmm. he's jumping around so i kind of don't want to spoil that it's better if you just watch it on on your own on your own definitely uh, but I, I I will give this uh, I'll give four slices of toast. Wow, that that's yeah, not a bad. I, that's I, I, a perfect yeah. score. Yeah. What about nice. you? How what, what would you um, give it? I think I'd give it. Uh, I mean, because I don't I'd be going in blind, I, I'd give it like two and a half slices. I think if I had seen the show or a little bit more, maybe I'd give it more like you. But coming in not fully knowing, but yeah, it was a re- really good movie. Like going in blind, not knowing it, you can still have a good time watching it and enjoy mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And uh, it kind of has intrigued me. Maybe I might go back and check out the, the series if it's streamed somewhere. Like, definitely worth checking out. Yeah. I think. Oh, I think oh definitely, that. yeah. Uh, my name is Matt Peters, and I'm the director of Babylon 5, The Road Home. <laughs> Have you been uh, attached to Babylon for a while, or is this your first foray into it? Uh, what happened was, actually, I was, I was working with Rick, our executive producer, Rick Morales, on another project, and I was all set and queued up to direct that project. <laughs> and then Rick got um, the opportunity to work on Babylon 5, and he knew that I liked science fiction, he knew I liked you know, sci-fi TV, and he asked me if I wanted to be involved. I knew of the show, but I hadn't seen it, so what happened is I started to do some research, I started watching some of the episodes, and after I got into about like, I don't know, like three or four episodes, I was like, absolutely, I want to be on this. <laughs> nice. And then from there, I, I actually binged all five seasons of the show, so I, I watched the entire series oh, wow. right before I started, before I even like did anything, before any handout to anybody, I watched the whole show. So a nice, deep, deep dive right there. Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about it? Because... You're working now with an iconic series from the 90s, and now in 2023, it's so different. Yeah. You need to think like old versus now. I don't, I don't know. How do you feel about it? It was exciting. I had knew um, Joe's work before from comics myself, I said, and I knew his work actually from animation as well. So um, uh, that was exciting just to be able to work with him. And he gave us such a great script. And I, like I said, I became a fan of the show just doing my research for it. So. Uh, by the time I was working on the show, I felt like it was, uh, I felt blessed. <laughs> I felt like I had an opportunity to work on something that I, I really enjoyed, which is like, you know, like I get to do that a lot, but that, that was really special to have that this time. What is one of the biggest challenges you face as a director on project like this? Um, one of the, I guess the biggest thing was, is like there was a little bit of, 
we were nervous that we wanted to be, be honest to the show as, as we could, but we also didn't want to become trapped. We didn't want to have that thing where we were kind of just um, going through the motions and trying to redo a television show. Uh, we wanted to tell our story. We wanted to tell that script. And um, as we started working on it, we really began to really get into it. It was actually really exciting. Um, I was mentioning before that there's... Um, there's a scene in the movie where there's like a bunch of screens, uh, a bunch of images on screen showing different alternate realities and things. And uh, I needed a bunch of reference to put that in, so I immediately pulled reference from the original series. So we actually animated scenes from the original series that we put into this movie. So that was, it, that was a challenge because that meant I had to actually come up with an entire extra act to put in this movie, which normally we do three acts, I had to do four. <laughs> What did show? Is it truly? Because I mean, I'm one of the old guys actually like lost in space, example. They never got home. They never got to Alpha Centauri. Actually, one time they got back to Earth, but it was not the right time, so they had to leave again. So, is this actually the real Moses home? The real one, sorry? Going back home from yeah. Battle of the, the whole thing, they're really going to end up where they were supposed to go. So this is a colonization project. That yeah. was a battle of five from the beginning. So I think I don't get to the point where you say like, okay, here's closure. <laughs> yeah, well, it felt like, I, I will admit that when I got to the end of the fifth season, it felt like the show had wrapped and I was kind of really curious to see where Joe was going to go. And he found uh, more magic to kind of pull out of, pull out for this, for this movie. And the other thing that made it really great was that and I've heard this from other people who had seen the movie, is that they, they had not seen the show. So they were able to watch this movie and become interested in Babylon 5 just from this, which is great because it's like then you got a whole new way to introduce fans to the series and everything. So I feel like we succeeded on both ends. I feel like we were able to satisfy the fans. The, the Hopefully the fans will appreciate it, but we also can introduce new people to the show. Now, is this a uh, direct sequel to the series, or is it kind of an offshoot? Or? I would say it's... A continuation of what the series had started, yeah. And I think that uh, I think that it was something that Joe wanted to do a celebration for this for the show, and I think that 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 was ultimately what we aimed to do. And I think we I think we did a pretty good job. Now, uh, I know uh, what what characters uh, from the original show and cast members were you guys able to bring back, or is it kind of mainly new characters brought into this one? We brought the original cast back. Um, in fact, uh, while I was doing my research for the show, uh, apparently this is a normal thing that happens to every Babylon fan who starts watching the show later like me. You start watching the show and then you can't stop but want to go look up things online. <laughs> so you start like falling down rabbit holes, like finding out all these different fan sites and stuff. So that happened to me. And obviously then I found out how a lot of the cast had passed on, and so that was something that was heartbreaking to hear. Um, but I know that Joe was really, he was in touch with the cast, the, the, the remaining cast, and that was something important. He wanted to make sure that, that they were okay with the idea that we were working with different you know, actors and things. And, um, but we were able to do that. We were able to kind of bring those performances back with, with, new, with new actors. And they kind of, kind of actually, I really love that because it feels like that while they're gone as people, it's like their characters and their spirit still lives on. That's nice. So when did you first meet Joe? I mean, did you had you watched the entire series first and then you met Joe, or did you meet him before you watched the series? I had knew of Joe. Uh, I had been a fan of his work in comics, and um, 
and I had not met him uh, actually until we started doing records. And when we had records, this was during COVID and we were working on it, so it was all Zoom calls and things like that. So he came up on the screen. He's an unbelievably um, like casual and fun person to talk to. Uh, I was nervous because I wanted to tell him how much I loved his work and obviously how much of a fan of the show I was. And uh, after spending a, just a little bit of time talking to him, it just feels like a, like a, like a total casual friend. <laughs> Are there any uh, any sorry uh, any uh, con- uh, connections between the new storyline and the old storyline that might help? Fill in some like threads of like stuff that might not have been answered in the original series. Um, Joe would probably be a better person to ask that. Um, I know that there were things that he wanted to really address. He did give us some notes about some things to you know address the series as a whole because he knew that there were there were items that, that fans were interested in. Um, but the white man came up with they were. Like I said, the, the biggest thing was doing that. that final act D that I was telling you about that we, what we did when we made the images and different images from the show um, I needed it for just a visual thing and so I had to scrub through episodes and find things that I thought would be that would look good but also be easy to animate and I had to turn around and get my crew to storyboard that in like a short period of time wow yeah I'm hoping someday that somebody, when they watch this, is going to be a Babylon Five, is a Babylon Five fan, is going to watch that that, that 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 sequence of the film, and they're going to break down which one is from which show and from which <laughs> scenes. That's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> That'd be kind of fun. Yeah. Looks like. One more question. Oh. One more question. Okay. Sure. Sure. <laughs> so, who's your favorite character? I, I have to ask the fan question, right? Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite character? Uh, I actually like Garibaldi. He was actually one of my favorites and stuff. Uh, but um, I also liked uh, Captain uh, Sheridan. So that was like, you know, like uh, a lot of people uh, were, were kind of like, you know, he was like for only one season and stuff like that. But I really kind of like, never to like him and stuff. So yeah, for Sinclair, excuse me. Oh, Sinclair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But he had such a great arc, though, later on. Though, so. He did, yeah. A really good payoff. Like, I mean, obviously, that was my introduction. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's all we have. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Um, my name is Eleanor Roosevelt. Oh, hi, Mr. You may know my husband's work. <laughs> Actually, I've been here for uh, a little Russell. <laughs> Sorry. J. Michael Straczynski, a.k.a. Joe Straczynski, a.k.a. Your Highness. The great creator. Yes. Oh, nice. The greatest creator. The, gr- the greatest. Okay. <laughs> the greatest. As a creator, I want to know for some an inspiration or something do you like or do you consume like music or something like that to create this movie? Um, my inspiration is always the same. I start with the characters. Um, who they are, what they want, how far they'll go to get it, how far someone's going to stop them. Once you answer those questions, you have most of your story. Um, I tend to listen to music a lot, um, mainly during the, the, the last phase of the writing when I worked everything out. Um, my process of writing is to not write. I, mean, I, I just think about the story over and over and over while still in my head until I can see every single scene and every single line in my head. And it's all there, and I have to get it down in white heat before it all goes away. So, um, and now my, and so like six months of thinking about it, then two weeks to write it. Yeah. That's just why it's cut once. 
Are there any new alien races in uh, this film? And if they are, uh, how do they uh, end up working with the uh, politics uh, of everything in the film? You know, I, I really wanted to focus this primarily on the main characters of the story of our show. Um, because here's an opportunity to, to bring all the surviving cast members together and make it about them rather than the guest alien character. Um, and not only to give the other the surviving actors a chance to shine, but also to do a testimony for our the actors who aren't with us anymore. Uh, when Warner's first came about doing this, before I wrote a, a page of the script, I sent an email to all the cast members who were still with us to say, you may, be have, you may have to work with an actor playing one of our fallen friends. Are you okay with that? Are you comfortable with that? And if anyone said no, I said, we won't do it. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, but no one, no one said no. And they also agree with the idea that this is going to be a great chance to memorialize those performances. That this it was a definitive version of Jakar. This is a definitive version of Glenn. We are bringing that to life. And the actors we brought on to play those roles understood you know, the, the magnitude of what they were being asked to do. So it, and so it was really a focus on our main characters also because we've never had a chance before to have Lockley and Ivanova and Sinclair and Sheridan all in the same story. So that had to be my priority. How long have you wanted to tell this story, or is it kind of newer, or has it been sitting with you for the past 24 years? Oh, no, I I, I want to do old ideas. I think, it, 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 you know, you see, I, I, I do, as an artist, I do, I do um, break new ground or fertilize old ground, you know? Hmm. And so can, can what, what would work well as an animated movie? What services are needs now? Um, also, 24 years ago, I was a very different writer. You know? right. And I think I've learned a few things since then, so I want to use those skills to tell a different kind of a story. Ed, was there any ever any thought to do this live action, or was it always animated for you? Well, the animated division contacted us. <laughs> I kind of narrowed it down. Fair enough. Yeah. I heard something yesterday say, that was the budget. <laughs> in another, in another, um, I think it was just uh, something like that. It's easier to create what you want to show on animation yeah. than with uh, live because it involves more sets, more lighting, more different stuff that you can easily easily create with uh, animation. Oh yeah, but also I have a very soft spot in my heart for animation. That's how I started as a writer in television. Worked on He-Man and Shira, I got help create Shira, real Ghostbusters out there. So the chance to work again in animation was very attractive. I remember that show. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, not really. I mean, not really. Actually, it's fun because part of uh, coming back to Comic-Con, brings you back oh, yeah. to most of those shows you almost forgot. Mm -hmm. Like Lost in Space, which I didn't know until now I was checking that Billy Mommy and you Lock uh, Locker were part of the cast yeah. once in a time. And they're like, oh, hey, that. Oh, Chekhov was there. What a credit. So uh, I do not recall them uh, yeah. now, but coming back, the opportunity to remember that. Yeah. Well, the character, you know, because the character he played in. And I actually had a ch I actually had a chance to chat with Walter one time, and I just I basically told him I said that character is just so much more interesting, and the way you wrote him, it, it's like you know because because he, he he was a 
total jerk, but at the same time, you know, in his mind, obviously, and those are always the best villains, that they aren't villains. Yeah. That, you know, he, he was there to protect Earth, and, and he was doing whatever was necessary. Yeah, the, the monster in there was, he's a monster in the mirror. Yeah. And that's, that ambiguity has always fascinated me. And there, there are things that you know, we address in the course of this show that I also want to address here as well. Uh, beyond that, um, my, my sense as a writer, as you know, a human being, or something close to that, is that over the last five or ten years, we have been marginalized and factionalized and tribalized within an inch of our lives. And I want always to write stories to say we are better together than we are apart, as the, as the common coin of our shared humanity will beat whatever they want to send against us, you know. And that, that, that sensibility is, is here as well, where it's all through Babylon 5 through Sensei as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't, I don't believe necessarily, you know, marching with a sign in my hand. Mm-hmm. But by the same token, I think it's important to point to the horizon of the human race and say, is this where you want to go? But yeah. isn't that always great science fiction? It, it, it always gives us that chance, and we, oh, can, yeah. we, can, we can look at it, and, and, and it's just, you know, and... and, and Babylon 5 did it like infinite number of times. I mean, just over and over again. But you, like you said, you never beat us over the head with it. It's just that you would, you would just like lead us there and you would oh, say, yeah. well, what do you think? And we, we did an episode where, where Marcus and uh, uh, Stephen Franklin, two guys, go undercover as a married couple. And the humor is, is that it's them, not mm-hmm. by getting married. Mm-hmm. It's accepted. My feeling is that when aliens show up at, you know, three heads, fangs, and fur, our own differences are going to pale by comparison, you know? And it, it will no longer even be an issue. You would hope not, but... Yeah. You know, but Just, you know people. Well, once we have new scapegoats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's well, yeah, that's whole planet's worth of scapegoats, man. <laughs> Just real quick, and guys, I want to go off the topic for just a second. Forbidden Planet. Yeah. Are you working on that? What can you say? What can you say? I, I, I wrote the script with Jim Cameron, and it's probably one of the best things I've ever done. But Jim got pulled off into Avatar Land, mm-hmm. and he swears he'll get back to one of these days, but right now it's just sitting, sitting on a shelf with Warner Brothers. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. It's... it's it's solid, man. It, 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 it's, it takes the original mythology, it recreates it. See, it led up to that in more detail. But I tell you one thing, uh, I learned a lot working with Jim Cameron. Uh, he said one of the smartest things I've ever heard about writing science fiction. He said, I used to think that writing science fiction was about writing familiar characters and unfamiliar settings. It took me 10 years to realize that I'm wrong. It's about familiar relationships and unfamiliar settings. Uh, so, uh, Aliens is a mother-daughter relationship, even though it's not. Terminator 2 is a father-son relationship, even though it's not. Because you may not be able to get an audience to buy into androids or aliens or time travel, but you can buy into that relationship. And that relationship becomes a gateway drug to accept the rest of it. And that blew my mind when I realized that. Well, Terminator 2, I mean, it was, it was, a, it was the family unit. It was, yeah. it, was the whole, it was always the family unit. Yeah. And, but everybody had to protect the family. And it's like, there was no weak link there. I mean, they give the gun to the kid. Here, drive. You know? And then, he's like a kid. He's up there driving. And the mother's shooting. And the alien's shooting. I mean, it's like, it's like, you know, it's like, but everybody's, they're protecting the family. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's, but you're right. There's always relationships. In it, and it's just, it, well, it was the thing with, with, um, with, with Delenn and, and, and Sheridan. It's always, you know, it's always the family and just something, yeah. yeah. Always that relationship. Yeah. Love those characters. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you very much.